Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, Lee. We did that a lot better than we did this, that one yesterday. Yeah, that went wrong, yeah. didn't it? It, it, yeah. went, it went badly wrong. Although we were driving around in a figure eight at the time in um, LMP1 prototypes and Mazda MX-5s and God knows what else. <laughs> Super <laughs> thanks to Matt for uh, for for getting us uh, getting us on his uh, Twitch stream. That was it was good good fun. Yeah, Chris, you're gonna have to join us on iRacing at some point. You do know this, don't you? Yeah, well, you know, I was hovering over buying a laptop that wouldn't play games, and then I didn't buy it. It was actually <laughs> in my basket. <laughs> <laughs> we will discuss this later, and it will end up with you buying a laptop that plays games and you joining the um, three legs, four wheels, iRacing <laughs> grid. <laughs> you know it'll happen. How are we all this week? Yeah, not too right, bad. Yeah. Another week closer to the F1 season kicking off. Can't wait. What is it now? Is it three, three weeks? Four weeks? Lost count. Three weeks. Four weeks. Three weeks time we will be doing a race preview. Just like we did a race preview before Australia. Shall we see if Scarbs is free for that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that race preview that we did? When we were saying, oh, I don't think it's going to happen, but it probably will because they're all there anyway. Yeah. Oh, should we just. That was a lot. I was going to say, should we just re release that one? I'll just edit it to make every mention of uh, Australia into Austria. I'll just have to, like, cut a couple of letters out. <laughs> it could do. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there might be some. some it might be worth re listening to that podcast, actually, all of us, just so that we can learn what we said after testing. <laughs> <laughs> we all remember testing was in February three years ago. It has been a long time. It just, it just seems so long since, um, since we were watching testing and talking about it. And I mean, remember DAS? Oh, God, I'd actually yeah, yeah. forgotten about DAS. Because <laughs> that was, like, the big thing. And, yeah, now it's just, oh, well. Yeah, the internet was up in yeah. arms. You know, Mercedes steering wheel goes in and out. Now it's like, Mercedes, weren't they the silver ones? Or the pink ones. <laughs> no, no, the pink ones, the pink yeah. ones. The pink, well, well will be, we'll be maybe the pink ones. We don't know, can't remember. <laughs> Um, but we do now definitely have an eight-race calendar confirmed for up to the start of September. All with in Europe. real names. With real names, yes. So instead of Austrian Grand Prix 2 and British Grand Prix 2, we've got the Styrian Grand Prix in English, or the, Chris, you managed to say it in German? I think it's Steiermark. I, didn't, I should really have it open in front of me, but I don't. It would surely um, be in yeah, Austrian, British, not British. German. What language do they speak in Austria? They speak Austrian. <laughs> Go tell it an Austrian slightly, they're speaking German. <laughs> it is slightly different to, to German, but it's it's basically the same language as far as I can tell. It's, People uh, will it, correct me if I am wrong. I think it's like French and Flemish, isn't it? No, Dutch and Flemish. I, I think it's like Portuguese and Spanish. Yeah, you got Lee, you got the wrong you got the wrong bit of Belgium. It's French and Walloon and Dutch well, and Flemish. You speak French to someone from Belgium and they understand you. <laughs> Not if you're in Flanders, they don't. You speak French to somebody <laughs> there and they will actually ask you to leave their cafe. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go and buy a Flemish phrase book and you realise, oh shit, most of this is Dutch. I've spent the last six weeks learning the wrong language. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not have happened to me. Spoiler, it, it did. did. Yep. <laughs> um... 
so yes, we've got the. I'm going to call it the Styrian Grand Prix because that's the that's the region of Austria it's in, and that's what it translates as in English. Yeah, I've just got a, a for me now. Steiermark or Steiermark, depending on on how you want to pronounce it. But isn't isn't Austrian just German spoken like a farmer anyway? It, it, it is basically just a dialect, I think. I don't think there is a huge difference. but <laughs> And the second race at Silverstone is going to be the 70th anniversary Grand Prix, which, as we were saying before, that's something new, even though it's the 70th anniversary. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and a different sponsor as well. It's going to be the Emirates Formula One 70th anniversary Grand Prix, whereas the British Grand Prix is sponsored by Pirelli. Or is it Pirelli now, not Santander? Yeah, it's the Formula One per, uh, Pirelli British Grand Prix and the Emirates Formula One 70th Anniversary Grand Prix. Having said that, the two races in Austria also have different sponsors, Rolex and then again, strangely enough, Pirelli. Oh, not not Red Bull. I suppose they're, no. pro- they're, pro- they're providing the circuit. It was something called iTime a couple of years ago, wasn't it? And I think we Googled the it shit was. out of this, and I've still no idea what it is. I think it, it was... It was, <laughs> it, was a it was an app. Austrian and German app. It may have been social media, but... Yeah, it sponsored the MotoGP as well, but aside from that, that's 100% of the detail I could find on them. Yeah, the, uh, the Spanish Grand Prix is uh, sponsored by Aramco, uh, and the Rolex do the Belgian Grand Prix, and Heineken, as usual, doing the Italian Grand Prix. Those two, those two races, of course, not moving from their original dates. Mm, but there is also talk of a ninth race uh, in Europe at uh, Mugello, which Ferrari are looking to have called the Ferrari Thousandth Anniversary Grand Prix or something along those lines. Because as or I've seen. Oh, sorry. Go on. Well, as, as things stand, Ferrari's 999th race in the uh, in the World Championships will be the Monza round of this season, and they're pushing to get their thousandth race to be held in Italy at a track they conveniently own. Of course, they would. But the uh, I've seen Hockenheim is uh, being touted as well, and uh, I think the article I read said Imola, but you said that's out now. Yeah, apparently um, Imola isn't going to be, um, or the region of Italy that Imola's in isn't going to actually be able to host any sporting events of that scale um, until much later on in the year. They're looking at November, December, and of course, you can't really run an F1 race in Europe that time of year. Yeah. Just for the same reason we're not going to Canada um, after September can, can we just spread a second to go how crazy it is that we are actually going to get a race in Italy when you, you, know, you consider what we were talking about a few weeks ago um yeah it's crazy yeah and you've got to, you've got to throw Spain into that as well really yeah well, Britain absolutely. as well and Belgium yeah yeah and, and England um, <laughs> The world, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's absolutely crazy that we're going to get a race anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well, I think the more the more we see like the issues that teams have been having and stuff like that, we had to have races or there wouldn't have been a sport. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll take us a few years just to find out how close we were to losing multiple teams on the grid. Well, um, I, I read a thing with uh, Ross Broad talking about Williams when because uh, I, I think he mentioned uh, the Toto thing, which I'm sure we'll talk about a bit later. Um, and he, but he said, "Oh, you've got teams that are in real trouble, like Williams and McLaren, for instance." So clearly, McLaren are in more uh, have got more issues than we thought they did. 
McLaren have been laying people off, haven't they? They've been mortgaging all their cars, although there seems to be some suggestion that some of the laying off is simply preparation for the salary cap. Yeah, it's only 70 Formula One jobs, though, that have gone. Mm-hmm. It's the, or the rest of the jobs that went at McLaren were part of the automotive division. Yeah, so I think I think there's something going on in the background there, but I I would not be unduly worried. Oh, the thing no. is with the with the prices of the McLaren hypercar, <laughs> bless you. Excuse me, so I tried to do that off microphone, but I apologise if that was loud. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> with the prices of the McLaren hypercars, though, all they need to do is sell three, and that's uh, that's a year's turnover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. T- talking to Williams and Toto, yes, uh, Toto's bought five percent of Williams. He reinvested some of the the money that he took out when he sold his shares. I think that the, the the term being used is re, re in inverted commas reinvested, meaning he's he's bought some shares. Yeah, five five percent, I believe. Yes, that yeah, was which is that was what, the, that was the stake, wasn't it? That he sold when he became total boss of Mercedes. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit more than that. I I thought it was around about uh, about fifteen that he had. I Possibly. I, I thought he was a sizable non-member of the Williams family shareholder. But, I mean, he's, he's got he's got 5% of them now, so he's, he's now got a finger in three pies on the grid. Well, officially, his Aston Martin finger is in the car company, not the F1 team. True. But, hmm... But it's got at the right time for Williams, though. You know, any extra, any extra money is going to be worth, going to be good for them. Oh hell yeah! Um, I, re- I read a quote, read a quote today, and I can't remember who it was attributed to, but um, they were saying that the greatest fear is some billionaire buying Williams just to get their son a seat. We're back to the Mazepins. <laughs> 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 yeah, because it'd be awful for somebody to pump money into Formula One just to get their rich son a seat. You'd never see that happening anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> the only issue Formula I've got, one. Uh, sorry, the only issue I've got with this is is um, I I worry that it might just prolong the issue for Williams because if they um, if they could get investment just to carry on as they are, it might not be solving the problem. Well, yeah. we, we all we all know that the problem starts at the top and works its way down. Yeah. And it's probably Claire. <laughs> well, I was, I was having a I was having a conversation with somebody this week saying, um, you know, would um, would Jonathan Williams have got um, as much shit as Claire's been getting if um, if he'd have been in charge and things would have ended up like this? And I actually don't think if Jonathan Williams would have been in charge, it would have ended up like this. No, and I, the the idea of like any sort of sexism going towards like uh, Claire for this is a bit rubbish because we've spent the last what ten years like battering uh, Ferrari bosses, battering McLaren bosses. You know, the, it's it's not like uh, if you're a man managing a Formula One team, you've got a free pass. No, I mean you you you've hated Eddie Jordan since day one. <laughs> Absolutely, and I like the Jordan team. <laughs> Is there anywhere actually official talking about this, by the way? Because he's not listed anywhere as a shareholder on any of the sites that normally update within seconds when someone buys. Nothing 
official has it been... It was Ross Braun that mentioned it off the record, apparently. Ah. He's all, uh, Toto's also did the interview as well about it. Because uh, he, he mentioned it, an interview for somebody how uh, they uh, Williams had always had a soft spot for him. And he, you know, he, he was upset seeing what they were going through type situation. Because yeah, the, only, the only websites that have reported on it are the ones we usually take the piss out of. No, I'm, I'm sure I read I read a quote from him because it, the first thing I thought when I read it, I thought it does seem like less of a business uh, investment <laughs> and more of a mission of mercy. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing about that is, is he don't forget he removed his Williams shares because of a conflict of interest when he became um, Mercedes boss. And at the time, if you remember, we thought that that meant it was it, it could well be ripe for the fact that Williams could become a Mercedes junior team, mm. and they almost kind of have with George Russell just being just sat in that in that seat at the moment. But it's um, I wonder if this is another if if it is totally legitimate and he has taken his shares um bought bought some shares wonder if this is sort of pointing towards the fact that mercedes may make a bigger investment into williams not as a junior team but almost like as a technical partner should we say it it wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad thing it was pete windsor that actually said that toto had bought the shares he uh, he tweeted that out uh, okay. not up on him the- he used to he used to be the team manager Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I think he's definitely right. Even if um, let's ju- let's just say, for instance, everything, everything Toto said about Mercedes and him is on the level, and he is for the like relatively near future committed to stay with Mercedes. It does appear that he's laying foundations for not being out of Formula One if uh, if he decides to not be part of Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think that's creating that, options. Yeah. It's that kind of thing, yeah. isn't it? And you know, he he's got the money and the financial and the sporting knowledge to be able to do this. And let's face it, if he decides he doesn't want to be team principal at Mercedes anymore, there will be a number of other teams on the grid. I would probably say eight other teams on the grid desperate to have his expertise. Yeah, well, let's face it. I mean, it's it. You don't think of these things because. Uh, you only ever really do this in retrospect. It's the same way as um, talk about Lewis Hamilton and if he's like the best driver of all time, you only really have that conversation when he retires. Uh, Toto Wolff is the most successful team boss of all time. You tend, you, you, know, tend to, uh, you tend to forget that because he's still he's still going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. Um... Just trying to think. Jean Tot was there for Ferrari, wasn't he, for all of the all of the Schumacher successes? Yeah, but the, apart from Schumacher's uh, personal championship record, all of the all of the team records are basically gone now, haven't they? To Mercedes, but they're tired, aren't they? With six in a row with um, is it six in a row? Yeah, six in a row with oh, um, is it Ferrari? Yeah. Oh, I th- I thought they'd won. I thought they'd won that. I thought I thought Ferrari only had five in a row. No, the one, uh, the one, the constructors in '99 when they stopped Eddie Irvine winning ah, the drivers. Yeah, sorry, yeah. stopped sorry. Irvine from winning the title. <laughs> so, sorry, when Irvine's car just mysteriously couldn't get it together at the last race in Japan, where all he had yeah. to do was finish ahead of Hakkinen. Lost a second somewhere in transit. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that they they jettisoned it out over the over the Pacific as ballast. It's, I, I, that must like even 
Eddie Irvine, who's a what what you consider like I think a a guy that's pretty happy with his hand in life. There must be times where he sat on his boat in Monaco thinking, "You motherfuckers." Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd still be I'd Don't still be pretty he pissed got, off. Uh, he got a very favourable. Sorry, go on. I was going to say I'd, st- I'd still be pretty pissed off if if they'd have done that to done that to me. You know, it's you you want you want to win a world championship. You know that's yeah. That, you know that that's the reason that you take part in sport to win. But I mean, David, that's the fact you could tell where David Hill talks about it. He still there's still that sort of. Uh, niggle in the back of his voice when he's talking about it, where he knows he should be a two-time world champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't forget that Eddie Jordan did. Eddie Jordan, Eddie Irvine did get a, uh, a substantial uh, severance contract when he left Ferrari, which was that Ferrari would provide him with a new road car every few years, and he still gets that. Uh, it's yeah. it's almost like Ferrari, his, like no other Ferrari driver, as far as I know, has got the kind of severance package when he left Ferrari that Eddie Irvine got. It's almost like they were like, "Yeah, we did that on purpose. Really sorry about that. Uh, here's a new car every four years." Yeah, I mean the thing is though, Irvine's got the money to just buy those cars. So where is there a nice present? I'm sure he'd prefer a world championship. He's yeah. probably got the money because he sells the cars after four years. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's still got the money because uh, I think he makes Ferrari pay for the insurance as well. <laughs> you know, to own uh, to own and drive one of those cars, you need an F1 driver's salary just to be able to pay the running costs on it for a week. Uh, and he he does also own like half of Strangford Lock as well. Yeah. <laughs> I I always think there's a guy uh, on the Isle of Man that I see sometimes if I go the the right way uh, to work. And he goes to work every morning in a McLaren. And I think to myself, you're spending my wage in fuel every week, aren't you? <laughs> Another one you mean? I think I've, I've done a done an entire trip from um, well, basically my house to just past yours in a taxi, following it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've completely I've completely lost the thread now of where we were. <laughs> Anyway, double-checked, no filings with the stock exchange for Toto Wolf buying shares, so he might be thinking about it, but he has not done it. Ah, right, that was that, that was some, that was some impressive research. Hey? That was some impressive research. It's very easily Googled. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you weren't talking, so you managed to concentrate on it. We were talking, so couldn't. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Toto may or may not be buying 5% of... Uh, 5% of Williams, but according to another article that, I've just, um, that I just looked at, apparently he owned 30% of uh, Williams shares before. Now, I'm guessing because his surname wasn't Williams, they were non-voting shares, and it was just, give us your money and we'll say you own a bit of the company, but you're getting absolutely sod all back for it. Wow, that, that's a big chunk. Yeah, I, I didn't actually know that they'd let that that the Williams clan had let that much of the company into um, other people's hands. I think it's 50... Yo, Patrick think, Head. Isn't Patrick Head's a, a, a shareholder, I think, isn't he? he? Is. Patrick uh, Head owes, a, owes a, a chug, and I'm sure it's 55% of something, like 55... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, in the 50s of percent that the Williams family still owns, so they still keep the control and share, and then Patrick Head has a chug, so whatever else is floated can't be 
swallowed up by somebody else. You, you know, so there, so there is another majority shareholder. Yeah, so it's, it, it's basically still Frank slash Claire Williams are in complete control. And yeah. I, and, yeah, this this is where the problems come from. Yeah, I think so. I mean, realistically, I don't even think you could blame uh, you could blame Frank now because he's just too old. He's too old to have any. Like, it's it, it's not like it, he could come back in and run a team. You know, he, he's obviously not making any decisions for it anymore. So he's just he's just there, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's, he's just he's literally just propped up in the corner. <laughs> no, he, he, I think he's still classed as the owner of the Williams. He um, has he group. has fifty one point three percent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's still coming from the family. God, that makes it makes it sound dodgy and crime. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 need you know they need new investment and they need something doing about them from the top down. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll just have to see. I mean, hopefully, the the only thing to think is maybe this, uh, the new guy they've got in is going to be what they need, like Seidel was the guy to, uh, to straighten McLaren out. Um, and whatever investments come in for Total Wolf, hopefully they can tread water until these error rules come in because I think that Williams would be one of the big like beneficiaries of the, the new error uh, control rules. You'd hope, you'd hope so. I mean, obviously, one of the uh, talking of the aero rules. That's um, that's one thing that's being brought in with the the further down the championship you are, the more wind tunnel time you're allowed. Yep. And um, sticking sticking on Toto, he seems to be happy with that, so he's um, he appears to have uh, voted for it. Almost as if further down the championship, there's a car that's very similar to theirs that they could potentially get information from. Now, whose wind tunnel do Racing Point rent? I thought they had their own. They've got a 50% one, not a full-size one. Ah. No, I'm not saying that that kind of thing would definitely happen. Uh, to, uh, start again, Christopher. That, that's allowed, though, isn't it? Within the rules that teams can uh, rent full-size wind tunnels from from um, teams that do have them. Oh yeah, because um, was it Mana the year that they folded? Was it twenty fifteen? They had or twenty sixteen? They had that. They had their wind tunnel model completely made. It wasn't even. I don't think it was even half size. I think it was like quarter size. But um, that the wind tunnel model was the one thing I think that, that sold for quite a lot of quite a lot of money in the end because it was like the last thing that the the Mana Formula 1 team put together. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I think it, it was up on um, something, Heritage Auctions or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to see what I could uh, snaffle from there. Didn't get anything from Mana. I did get a nice bag from Caterham, though. Oh, yeah. You you, you crowdfunded the um, last Caterham Grand Prix, didn't you? I crowdfunded Will Stevens driving for Caterham. What an achievement. <laughs> Hey, it got him the manor seat the following year. <laughs> it, it did. And he called Grosjean a Muppet. It was worth it. What type of bag is this? Like, just like a drawstring kind of huh. like gym bag, and it just says Caterham on it. That's literally it. We, we, need, we need a photo. That needs, that needs to go up on the website. 
Yeah, I'll see if I can. I'm pretty sure it's downstairs. I'll take a photo of it later. <laughs> um, you know, you know when your brain goes completely and utterly blank. I was, I was going to say something then. Um, oh yes, so yes, if um, Racing Point have a car that is identical to Mercedes and sort of get to hire out Mercedes wind tunnel for it, I wonder if they'll just be saving two sets of data results. You know, just just for security purposes, just for a backup in case you in case you lose yours. I think there'd be pretty strict protocols around that. If you know, if two teams use the same wind tunnel, well, you got two teams using the same car. <laughs> well, uh, well, Ted, Kra- Ted Kravitz. Car, it? Ted Kravitz seems to think not, so I'm going with Ted. <laughs> All right, two, two teams, two teams using the same aero kit. Yeah. But well, yeah, racing points aero kit is from last year's Mercedes, isn't it? Yeah. Their, their, aero surf- their aero surfaces are almost identical, but the stuff underneath the skin is, is not. I think Scarbs said that last time we had him on the show, um, pre-Australian Grand Prix, um, that the, 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 the stuff that he'd seen of the car that was underneath the skin was still very much racing point, but the actual skin itself, very similar to Mercedes, and they kind of omitted it. Hey, if it if it works, steal it. Sorry, be heavily influenced by it. No, well, they, they kind of admit, didn't they? They took the philosophy as far as they possibly could, so they had to switch philosophies. So they decided to look at many photographs of the of the winning car and and to take the philosophy from that, which okay might not technically be completely legal, but it it's within the rules as far as um, the the rule book states. So. Um, uh, kind of ingenious, kind of a little bit cheeky, but you know the, the 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 best the best plans are always partially stolen from somewhere else. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You can't, can't can't really argue with that. Uh, right, what else have we got? Um, Pascal Verline is currently out of work. Is he? He's aiming for a seat with Porsche, isn't he? Apparently, yes. He quit Mahindra today. Um, announced it on social media. But I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's a big walking away type strop. Because well, Mahindra haven't said anything about it. So. He's just said he's never going to drive for him again. That that sounds like a big walking away it, strop. It does. <laughs> <laughs> no, and here's my reasoning why. This would have been if COVID hadn't have happened. This would have been the end of the Formula E season. He was only contracted till the end of the season. Right. Yeah. So his contract's going to be up pretty much. Yeah. Well. Is it this coming weekend or the weekend just gone? The weekend, the weekend just gone. I think. Um, so I think contracts up then. Yeah. So his contracts up. There's going to be other drivers in the same position, but obviously they may they will have been offered and signed extensions until whenever the end of the 2019-20 season is. However, he's decided not to do that. The other rumor is that he's going to uh, he's going to Audi because they've got a seat free. I think we have seen this before, haven't we? But like footballers trying to angle moves to other clubs by just saying, "I'm not playing for this club ever again," and then hanging around the doors of another club on like transfer deadline day, like "Sign me." Uh, not going to name any names. You can say Peter, Peter Odenwingy. I was going to say you can say Peter Odenwingy turning up outside QPR's training ground in his Land Rover and waiting there for eight hours for uh, I think it was Harry Redknapp at the time to come out and sign him and didn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> For no one to sign him. You'd yeah. feel like a cock, wouldn't you? <laughs> was it was it William who had travelled from I can't remember which European club Chelsea signed him from, but he travelled to London to sign with Spurs and Chelsea intercepted him in between the airport and Spurs training ground and agreed a contract in about ten minutes. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> That's one, isn't it? Robinho, of course, the famous um, Brazilian footballer Robinho, heard he was going to Manchester, thought he was going to Manchester United and ended up at Manchester City. That worked out. No one won in that deal, really, did they? His agent. No, nobody won. Rabin- is he in jail now? Is he? I think, he, I think he might be. He did. I'm sure he went to jail. Can't remember why. Dodgy finances, accepting bribes. But yeah, it's a footballer move, isn't it, that Pascal Verlaine's pulled here mm-hmm. because he was... Um, We've seen him in a Ferrari Formula One car even this year. You know, he's been doing um, tyre tests and um, I think he was testing something else as well in an old Ferrari. Um, but he's... Um, well, he is, he is still officially the Ferrari test driver. He's not the, not the reserve driver, but he is no, on, but he is on the testing uh, programme. Think... But then again, then again, so's everyone. Yeah, well... Brendan Hartley's had a go. Danny Kvyat before Brendan Hartley, and um, who else was there? Jev, I think, has been there. Kimui Kobayashi. Yep, John Eric Verne, and um, almost any Formula One driver who loses a seat, and you think, oh, that's a bit of a shame, tends to end up as a Ferrari test driver at, at, at some point. I mean, technically, um, I think Mark Genet actually still is. I think Esteban Gutierrez was there for a, a little bit before Mercedes got yeah. him. Yeah, possibly. So yeah, it's uh, it's just one of the. I don't think Adrian Sutil ever ended up there, did he? But the um, yeah, he, um, he went to uh, went to Maranello and sat outside for eight hours in his Land Rover. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> but it's just, it's it's a bit of a. We've had a joke before I mean, about Princess Pascal, and it actually turned out his back injury a couple of years ago, well, three years ago now, was actually quite serious. Um, but we, the, we were wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh, we, were, we, were, we were wrong. I, I think... This, I this think... does seem a little diva, diva-ish, doesn't it? It seems like a diva move where he's got, he's just sort of been like, my contract is up, therefore I am out and on to Pascal's new because I am Pascal Verlein. <laughs> <laughs> Who looks like a boxer these days. He looks like a villain from a 1930s Tintin cartoon with that moustache. <laughs> now, this, this also makes me think that um, the whole Audi and Daniel Apt thing, I think they were going to get rid of him anyway because he's been on one-year rolling deals. And I think that was... Um, because he's I, rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Bottas. And I, I think um, what Audi did... Was a case of right. You've taken the you've taken the piss out of us. We'll take the, we'll take the piss out of you. They weren't going to re-sign him anyway for next season, and they just said, "Yeah, he's done." Made everyone think that it was about the um, getting the ringer in for the uh, for the i race, but, but it's actually to get Pascal in. Yeah, but in reality, they weren't going to re-sign him anyway. And when they said he's never going to drive for the team again. They were going to have said, we've released him, but just thought, right, he's trolled us, let's troll him. Anybody got any thoughts? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit... I don't I'm know not if it's... Lie. I've never given, um, I've never given before with the read this much headspace before. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's all right. We're going to talk. It does seem a bit far fetched, even even as far as um, you know, as far as the the. It, it kind of makes sense, but but yeah, I mean Daniel. Like, in the, in the, on the face of it, Daniel Apt wasn't very good. Pascal Verline, um, in anything other than a Sauber, appears to be pretty good. So, um, you know, why not give him a go? Hopefully, you know, he gets a, a competitive car. He's always said he wants to try and make it back to Formula One. And I think... Uh, I think the, yeah, um, I think the only way he can do that is... Sorry, Chris, didn't mean to talk over you there. Um, yeah, the only way that he can do that is actually to get at the front end of the Formula E field and stay there. No one's done yeah, that, mate. though, have they? No one has impressed in Formula E and ended up in F1. No, no. it's always been the... Well, it's always been the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed yeah. in Formula 1? Have a Formula E seat, Stoffel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, Stoffel van Dorn won the stay-at-home championship, didn't he? The E-Series... Um, that was a that, that was a thing. Oh yeah, that, that he won the. We're suffering real network lag tonight. I think we might be. Yeah. <laughs> so Stoffel van Dorn won the uh, the Formula E. Was it called Stay at Home or Race at Home? Whatever it's called. Oh, there's something like that. In yeah. which case, get a mate to race for you. <laughs> race at race at somebody else's home. Race in the background. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, because uh, that, that has finished now. We could actually be seeing for- Formula E on, um, well, announcing the chance of a race at some point soon. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know where they would start, though, to be honest with you. I mean, I know the Formula One calendar was a bit of a difficult one to get working. I mean, even even when it restarts next month, we're still in Europe where you know the the sort of calendar would be in sort of cramming a few races in sort of slot you know pushing a few around technically the formula e season supposed to have finished so it would be interesting to see how they do anything you know in regards to when the when the next season is going to start this might be a good idea actually for formula e to actually have a calendar year season rather than a, a season over two years what you mean? Just sort I of think been off the sorry, re- go on. sorry, been off the rest of twenty twenty and start just start again next year. Hotly rumoured it's yeah, starting the- in August, apparently. Okay, ah. but yeah, the twenty twenty one championship. You know, just just do a calendar year rather than you know the this over two years thing, which I think is I I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea. I just think it makes no nope. uh-huh. more flow sort of where you are in the seat in the seat, you know like the casual fan like me for example who might dip in and out every now and again <laughs> sorry we, we lost you there do you want to say that again because you you sort of faded out and disappeared <laughs> yeah i was gonna say just it's just the um the two-year season thing i just think it's um it's difficult for the casual fan to follow it's not it's not so, so bad you know if it's if it's over a calendar year, but if it's split over two years, you don't know. Where, oh, hang on a second. Where are we? January. So wait, we're halfway through the season. It even looks. Yeah, who's stupid. leading the championship? Yeah, yeah. it even looks yeah, it stupid when you write the champion down. You know, champion eighteen nineteen. It's just daft. There was the issue as well, wasn't there, the other year where Verline had signed to Formula E, but was strictly speaking still contracted to Mercedes until the end of the calendar year, so ended up missing around. Oh, yeah. yeah Whereas if everyone's in a similar kind of sequence, it makes contract bollocks a bit easier. How are we still talking about Formula E? (laughs) Because there's fuck all else to talk about. It's all right. We're moving on to IndyCar next. 
that's slightly well, on, better. Well, they have done cars on a racetrack. That's that's that is better. Yeah, yeah. We, it, we, it, it was pretty boring, though, wasn't it? If we're all honest, it held my didn't, interest. Didn't watch it. It was it was all right, but it could it could have been more interesting. That it was at the uh, Texas Motor Speedway, which has had that um, extra grippy compound put on the corners for NASCAR, which they then is removed. The Texas, Texas Motor Speedway, the one. One that was recent, the one that was recently saved because it was going to be sold off for housing development or something. I'm not sure. Couldn't tell you, but I think aren't most um, most ovals under threat for housing development? Yeah. But yeah, they had the, they had this grippy compound that they put down for uh, put down for NASCAR, which they then removed. But unfortunately, it still left the track darker, so it um, didn't heat up as much, and it gave considerably less grip and caused a couple of crashes. That idea, but well, it's IndyCar. IndyCar itself causes. Oh, this was this was in qualifying. Uh, in qualifying, Kobayashi, not Kobayashi, Sato. Sato had a particularly messy one. Completely, okay. completely wrecked his car that bad that he couldn't even race because they're doing practice. Yeah. They're doing practice qualifying in the race all uh, all crammed into one day now. Yeah, yeah. So, whereas um, watching uh, Ted's not the, not quite the lockdown notebook the other day, and he was saying that Formula One is still going to run three day weekends. So, you know, F one are still doing the the three day weekend. Whereas other sports, is NASCAR's condensed as well, isn't it, at the moment because there's no no fans in the in the stadium. Yeah. Uh, isn't NASCAR doing it? I think they're doing it all like, in one day, over... still, aren't they? Pretty much. Well, for the first for the first yeah. uh, for the first. What was it? Four races. They were doing it all in one state. I think. Right, all, okay. I think the first four. The first four races were all in North Carolina, which is where all the NASCAR teams are based, anyway. And this is what they're talking about in Formula E as well. Sorry, Lee, I'm bringing it back to that. They're talking about having maybe up to okay. four or five rounds in Germany. Yeah, why not? Um, most of the. We keep we keep doing this. Because, yeah, most of the teams are in Germany. Then why mm-hmm. not? You know, it makes it Formula One. Going back to what uh, Ted Kravitz said on his uh, on his not notebook. Um, I'm pretty sure Sean watched it. You talking about when he was walking around the park annoying joggers. Yes. The um, <laughs> he was saying that uh, Budapest in in Hungary is only about four and a half hours drive away from where the track is in Spielberg in Austria. So it's, you know, it's it's within reason that everybody could get on coaches if, you know, they're all going to move as one unit. Everybody could get in coaches and drive to Budapest in like half, half a day. It's not going to take you forever to get there. Um, you know, the the normal way would have been to fly, but you know, that might not be not might not be the case to doing it. And then after that, obviously, um, I think it's a week's break, and then and then it's the two races in 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 Great Britain. So you've got. You know, it appears to be well thought out that you've got the enough time and space for you know the sport to move as one, um, uh, and also you know try and travel together. Although the teams aren't allowed to mix, apparently, which is an interesting one. Um, yeah, every every team will be what they're calling it its, its own bubble. Yeah, there will be bubbles so how- within bubbles. I think, won't there? Mm. So, so how do they do it, you know, like at the end of the race when it's the podium? Uh, they're not doing a podium. Th- no podium. No podium. No podiums, no, so, no so grid walks. 
No, so a socially distanced what race like like race interview afterwards or I'm not sure. Uh, that's actually. gonna be really weird. I don't know. Maybe they all have to individually go and collect their trophy. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, like like a like a pizza delivery guy just comes up with a trophy, hands it like two meters away, <laughs> and walks off. It'll just be left in the walk- left at the front of the garage, and then you've got to wait for him to bugger off, and then you come and get it with a big yeah. stick. Yeah, then you shout thank you and wipe it down with a with a Dettol wipe. <laughs> Hang on, this isn't the one I ordered. So DHL will actually be delivering the DHL fastest lap, teeny tiny tire. Well, I think they're going to have to if they're going to maintain social distancing and everything whilst they're doing it. Yeah, the problem is though, how they can. Problem is though, if DHL are bringing it, it'll go to the wrong garage. No, remember at Race of Champions a couple of years ago, they brought the trophy out in a truck, and was it David Coulthard was in the truck? Uh, yeah, oh yes. <laughs> That sounds very Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was in the one in was it in Riyadh? I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't Did remember Vince him doing that in Mexico. Write that one. Possible, possible. I'm not sure who the the scriptwriter for it was, but it was very dramatic. Vince Russo and Vince McMahon almost guaranteed wrote that about. Oh my God! It's David Coulthard in the truck, and he's got the trophy. <laughs> 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 We've killed Lee. <laughs> oh. Lee's just de- desperately tried to breathe from any hole that he has in his body. Oh, God. <laughs> Where's an image? Images we did not need. <laughs> uh, right. Other Formula One related stuff. Um, Hungary has got an extra year on its contract now. I think probably as a, okay, you're doing a race with no fans this year. Have another year on at the end where you'll get some money for it. So the Hungarian Grand Prix is now on the calendar to 2027. That feels like a long I, I, time away. I like the Hungarian Grand Prix, so I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah. If Lee's still breathing, I'm just waiting for his opinions on this one. No, I think uh, he's in recovery. They were, they were, they were uh, contracted in 2026 anyway, weren't they? So it's only yeah. like an extra year that's been added on to it. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of the lot of the circuits that. Of guaranteed races are now getting an extra year added on to added onto the contract. Yeah, Monza, Monza was last week, wasn't it? They had the the extra one. So yeah, I think it is. If you've got one behind closed doors, have another one for lols. So does that mean Austria and Silverstone will get an extra two years? Don't know. Then again, there's only <laughs> then again there's only one Austrian Grand Prix, so maybe seventieth anniversary will get an extra year's race. Seventy first anniversary. 70- <laughs> Adversary yeah. are harder. <laughs> do we have to? Do we have to? Um, do we have to write a seventieth anniversary uh, national anthem like we did with Rosberg here? Yes, I, I think we peaked. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> I think we peaked with Rosberg here. <laughs> we should have kept that for the difficult third album. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone that hasn't heard the Rosbergian anthem, you lucky bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should play out with it tonight just to remind everyone what it's like. A treat for the ears. Uh, right, right. Challenge accepted. Yeah, for those listeners who aren't quite sure exactly what we're talking about, long-time <laughs> listeners will totally get the joke. The National Anthem of Rosberg yeah, is, is, is dedicated to Nico Rosberg, who raced under the, the German flag in Formula One, um, despite the fact that... All the way through his junior racing career, he'd raced under the Finnish flag, and in karting, it apparently raced under the Monegasque flag. <laughs> uh, so it's 
all three anthems put together and uh, even i think when he won the italian grand prix he said he felt a little bit italian but it was too much of a headache to have three anthems playing at the same time <laughs> let alone four so right that does that does it i think I, I think i've still got um your scratchy mr chumley warner announcement for it as well so we'll use the lot do it yeah <laughs> i forgot i did that actually <laughs> Oh, listen, listen to the end. You're in for a treat. <laughs> oh dear. Right, what else we got? We've got the virtual 24-hour of Le Mans this weekend. Not not us doing the virtual 24-hour Le Mans. This, this is proper drivers doing it. Christ, imagine staying awake for 24 hours playing PlayStation. Oh, no, wait. I don't even have to imagine it. I've already done it. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, you, you've been at one of our micro-machines nights, haven't you, before? What? Yeah, one of the first ones, I think it was. Yeah, well, yeah. Should we call it a night now? No, the taxis are going back to day rate in twenty minutes. Let's do another few races. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, um, they're, they're doing it. They're doing it properly. I mean, it's um, teams of four drivers. There's LMP2 and GT classes. We've got um, just names that are jumping out here. We've got uh, Juan Pablo Montoya, Sebastian Buemi, Brendan Hartley, because he has all the experience of being experienced. Uh, Jensen, <laughs> Jensen Button's in there as well, John, uh, Jean-Eric Verne, um, Will Stevens, who gets a promotion because he normally drives GT amateur cars, but he's driving a virtual Jesus Christ, LMP. what is wrong with this podcast? That's the second mention for Will Stevens <laughs> in the same I thought Will Stevens most of the time drove like a Golf GTI or something. <laughs> with that accent, you would actually expect it. <laughs> Was Leclerc not in there? I'm sure I saw him doing some practice laps the other day uh yeah charles leclerc is driving oh surprise surprise a ferrari wow i wonder how he got that gig yeah um, <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> along, alongside another favorite alongside car. another favorite driver of lee's it's him and giovanazzi in the same team fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> well antonio giovanazzi is still a ferrari junior driver uh, do they know that because they appear to have signed so. like five drivers in F2 and then got a Carlos yeah. signs from McLaren rather than a Giovanazzi. Yeah, that's right. They signed, uh, they, they signed Sainz. That's not easy to say. They signed Sainz before, um, you know, looking at Antonio Giovanazzi. Giovanazzi's not ready, is he? Let's be honest. He's um, He might be, I, I feel, re- released from his um, Ferrari car contract should we say um, when his contract is up for up for renewal and whether Alpha decided to re-sign him or he just goes to somewhere like Haas or you know Williams maybe or somewhere like that possibly I don't get me wrong I think he's a, I think he's a good driver but I get I don't get the feeling he's great why do you think he's a good driver because he's, he's pretty good up against Kimi Raikkonen. He's, he's compared pretty well in the, in the second half of last season. Uh, obviously, we haven't seen anything of him in the car this year. I haven't seen anything of anyone in the car this year. But um, it took him a little while to get his feet under the table um, with, with Alpha. But when he did, he was comparing pretty favorably with Kimi, who, you know, had only the year before won, won a race with Ferrari. So, um, yeah, I think he's... I think he's a good driver, but I don't think he'd end up ever being, you know, like a race winner or a, you know, or a world champion or anything. I see him in Formula E in the future. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the Verline route of I will definitely get back to Formula One one day. 
Oh, don't forget it was Giovinazzi who stood in for when uh, Verline had his um, back accident and couldn't race for two races. Was. Um, oh, no, sorry. Did, not not from was. From memory, he did... Oh, yeah, he did okay in Australia, and then in China it was doing all right until he decided spinning it into the wall. Yeah, but don't enough. forget when he spun Thank it into, when he spun it into the wall in China, it was under the bridge, and um, they hadn't actually finished drying that because they were out with um, wooden twig brooms getting the water off the track just before. Uh, <laughs> no, so, no, there were, there were just before the race started. They didn't. They didn't dry that particular section of track, uh, or they didn't. They didn't dry it enough. It was under. It was under the big Heineken bridge. As he spun it into the wall. And he spun it into the wall when he um, got his tyres wet on that. You can't blame him 100% for uh, for what happened then. Even still, he's not, he'd not been that long in a Formula 1 car. But again, I mean, as, as I say, I don't think Giovinazzi is going to set the world on fire. Uh, Sainz might win some races in Ferrari, but I think if you'd put Giovinazzi in, the, in that seat, I don't think we'd be looking at a race winner. I mean, I mean some, sometimes a move to Ferrari works for people because I was, I was incredibly sceptical when they signed Massa. Uh, yeah, I remember he, that. He that was an odd one. He looked good in Sauber. I, yeah, I mean, that, that was the thing, though. He looked, he looked good in the Sauber, but I just, I just thought, you know, that was his limit. And, soon, you know, when Ferrari said they were signing him as Schumacher's number two, it was like, oh, that's a bit above his pay grade, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I'm... More and more, I'm interested of what Massa would have done without his accident. You know, because that, that 2008 season really did look like the sort of coming of age of Massa, and then this, the coming of age was cut remarkably short. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've said countless times before on here, he wasn't the same driver after it. No. Well, he'd have needed to move teams, though, wouldn't he? Because we know Ferrari haven't won fuck all since then. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was getting good. That's ra- a good point, isn't it? Yeah. He was getting good round about the point that the car wasn't. I did see something that Felipe Massa said that um, uh, from because he's been doing his own sort of like Instagram live uh, t- like Felipe Massa TV thing from home, and he was saying that uh, Sebastian Vettel uh, Ferrari being a failure is nothing to do with Sebastian Vettel and everything to do with Ferrari. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I can't. I can't argue with that. Like I've said, said this like on multiple occasions about Vettel. You like people could say what they want, but you don't become a four-time world champion by accident. Don't know. Center, no, it would be nice. It would. It would have been nice to watch to watch Vettel do really well, like win a world championship in a Ferrari. But I think I said at the time when it was announced that he was leaving, like I can never remember like a championship, like getting to the latter stage of the championship or even the second half of the championship and just thinking, Vettel's going to win this. And no, at no point did I ever, can I remember ever thinking that? Yeah. Um, I think he's, without the Ferrari pressure, I don't know what it'll do if he's got pressure trying to get a seat. And um, I, I know it, it seems unlikely that he's going to side for Mercedes, but surely it must be a possibility. Otherwise, they'd have shot it down already. Yeah, because Toto said, didn't he, with his interview with Martin Brundle, that essentially, if they're looking for someone, of course he'll be on the list. It's that good old one-year rolling deal well, for Bottas. 
Yeah, that's why Sean said, I did catch that before. Sean said, um, poor Bottas. The one year rolling deals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I think Mercedes have got many options at their fingertips um, when it comes to 2021. Um, I think they'll end up tying, tying Lewis Hamilton down pretty quickly um, to a. Uh, to a couple of years deal and that for, for my money, I think they'll probably put George Russell in the other car. I don't think um, it would, it would sit well with um, Mercedes to have two world champions who are, let's face it in the, they are both in the twilight of their careers. Now let's be honest. They're not young drivers anymore um, to have them both in the car at the same time might prove damaging to the team long-term. I think you're right. I, so I, I think Russell's got that seat for, yeah, I, yeah, I think I, I think, think you're right. I, and I think uh, I think Vettel end up going to Aston Martin. Well, they've they've said they're not looking to change the lineup for next year. Yeah, I think they say lots of things. I think they said that before <laughs> Vettel was a free agent. As no, well. the, no, they uh, they reaffirmed it last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, Otmar Schnaff. Otmar. I hate his name. Can't do it. Yeah. Otmar <laughs> the team principal said <laughs> that um, he sees no reason to change the driver lineup for next year. Yeah, well, we haven't seen them drive yet, have we? Yeah. If they uh, have I a, mean, if they have an Ocon Perez type year, he may have a reason. I see no reason to have another cup of tea before I go to bed, but things change. <laughs> <laughs> I just googled Otmar Schaffner. He was born in Romania. Fuck it, he is from everywhere. He, I, he is one of those I wouldn't have been able to tell you actually where he's from. Yeah, he's well, from, he's, he's he's from Earth. American. Yeah, he born has an American Romania, accent. But has an American father of German descent. Citizen of the so world. Called, <laughs> so they called him Otmar. <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, right, I think that I think that about sort of does it for all the uh, all the news that's going around at the moment. I think the we're going to talk about tires. We? Oh, that was the other thing. Yes, tires. Sorry, this is what happens when I don't write things down. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pirelli have said that the 2019 tires will now more more likely than not last until the end of 2021. That's a durable compound, isn't it? Has. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have been a fly on Gunter Steiner's wall when he read that memo. As, yeah, a, as a cost-cutting measure and as a general uh, sort of, you know, they're carrying the cars into next year and then there's a massive rule change now scheduled for 2022. That, to me, that just it makes perfect sense. You may as well not change it before the big rule change and the, and the wheels um, change shape and size anyway. Shape? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You've broken all of us with that one. <laughs> well, the wheels are changing shape. They get, they're, they're still going to be cylindrical, but they're changing dimensions. <laughs> so. A bigger circle is a different shape to a smaller circle. It's going to be. They're going to be a longer as well. Aren't they than 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 well but wider if you look maybe, at them? Maybe the, the new tires aren't even different sizes. Maybe they're just closer to us. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. 
Maybe the old ones from like before 2016 aren't actually that skinny. They're just a lot further away. <laughs> <laughs> so what has happened with um, with the tyres, of course? Nobody liked the compounds that Pirelli were putting forward for 2020. So at the time, it was decided to hold over the 2019 tyres for this season. And now, of course, there's going to be no in-season tyre testing this year. Pirelli have actually abandoned the testing programme. So the We're car- lucky to have it in season, season, season. <laughs> that <this> is true. <laughs> so now Pirelli aren't going to have time to, or the chance to develop and test tyres for 2021. So they're just hanging on to them and putting all the work into the differently shaped 2022 tyres. <laughs> they are a different shape. Have a look at them. <laughs> Uh, you've been listening to a perfect circle again, by any chance? No, but I mean, if you if you have a look at the new tins of Big Soup, compare them to the old tins of Big Soup. Still a round tin, but it's a different shape. <laughs> that was a bad time to take I, a drink. I from did. Both I of had us. just taken a massive gob full of water, as you said, tin of soup. <laughs> like oh, Christ, where are we going? Yeah, the Heinz Big Soups. They're not Big Soups anymore. But <laughs> what the <laughs> Well, they're not even even bigger soups. <laughs> no, do you, you know the ones I mean. The, the Heinz big soups used to be bigger than the normal soups. Now they're still called big soups, but they're the same size and shape as the smaller soups. So is a smaller soup now a, like a mini soup, or or is a big soup? No, it's the same size. It's just I, I've, I've got pictures. <laughs> so I'll send them through. A big a big soup is now soup. <laughs> no, I'm sending it to the chat group because I was so incensed in chocolate. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think it's finally happened and we, we have all hit stir crazy and the worrying thing is that I'm the only one that's working from home the, the other three of you are going out every day I'm yeah, working from home tomorrow range. <laughs> I, I'm, I found it this is coming through to you guys now I, I, I was, am waiting I was for so this. angry I was so angry when I saw this um, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm going to randomly share this picture on the, um, on the discord do it. I was very not, angry. not on the not on the Patreon chat on the on the main um, on the main chat. So they can have all a look see at that. Chris sent a photo. Oh wow! Yep, that that they is, do look similar. That is that is a big soup that isn't big. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate for soup here Go because on. big big soup has never meant bigger tin. It's bigger chunks of stuff I, inside the soup. No, I was about to make the same tin. point. I still have. No, I still have old big tins in my cupboard. I was also under the impression that big soup was relating to the chunk rather than the overall quantity. <laughs> I can't believe no, I'm being done over by big soup. <laughs> <laughs> Better than big farmer. Exactly. And nobody wants to get done over by the big oh. farmer. No. <laughs> no, he runs the island, doesn't he? He makes the big soup. I'm, a, I'm an Illuminati shill for big soup. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've managed to do it. We've talked about something else for longer than we've talked about Will Stevens. We, our consciences are clear. And, and none of it's got anything to do with Formula E. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that, is that one is that, that one it? I can't remember anything else that we talked about that earlier that we said we were going to do. I don't think I have any other news. Just quickly before we go, because I put, I mentioned this before. We're not, we're not going. Don't, say, don't go anywhere. We're Jesus, not, we're not oh, going no, no. just yet. There's like more. There's still Total more. shunt wasn't Will Stevens, was it? Oh no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, before before we moved on, um, we're, like 
this whole double header thing and the fact that we haven't got the uh, reverse grid qualifying shake up now. If we have two like back to back races and we end up with like even if it's the same podium or the same sort of top five, do you think it might be detrimental to Formula One? Might the story be Formula One fans watch like repeat of last week's Grand Prix? Especially if it's a snooze fest. Imagine that. Yeah, we did that every weekend, 2000 to 2004, didn't we? No, but could you imagine on the same circuit, like, yo, this is slightly different, isn't it? I think given the weight we've had, I think it probably wouldn't be the end of the world. I think it'll be worse because people want excitement. And if we get, like, a bad Austrian Grand Prix, then you're going to have a whole week going, are we going to see the same thing again? And then we see the same thing again. I think it'll be worse with the weight. As long as it's better than France last year, we'll cope. Nothing will be as bad as France last year. I mean, I, I was, I, I was. Let's, t- let's hope not. <laughs> I was trying. Back to, actually, back-to-back Russian Grand Prix. Oh Christ! Yeah, that's a point. Uh, so- that's, a, that, that's a thing. Sochi at one point last week offered their services for um, back-to-back races, and I think that got brushed under the carpet very quickly. I. I think if Mr. Putin wants two Grand Prix, he'll get them. What's not looking very likely is um, a Brazilian Grand Prix at the moment, or any anywhere in anywhere near South America. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see what the next lot of the calendar is that comes out. Yeah, I mean Singapore, Singapore's yeah. looking doubtful as well because they've said that they can only host it on the original weekend it was meant to take place, which I think was the twentieth of September. And yeah. they're also only going to host it if fans are allowed in attendance. Well, you can't not have fans in attendance in uh, Singapore because it's a street circuit. Yeah, yeah, people and naturally try, overlook yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I think Singapore, I think haven't Singapore like got properly on top of it anyway? No, they started relaxing their measures, and then it started getting a bit iffy again. I think. Ah, uh, right, okay. I mean, don't forget, this is relaxing the measures Singapore style. This is this is a country where you're not allowed to chew gum, so nothing was relaxed to begin with. Yeah, no, no, but I, I was only interested because I know there was reports, wasn't there, of like um, South Korea relaxing measures, and then that we had all the like fear porn news stories of uh, Singapore rocked by second wave, and what it actually was was like. 70 cases in one in one work area where everybody was packed in together and it wasn't it it wasn't like a second wave it, and it wasn't even really a news story it was just our like western media trying to terrify people again you know what well, I, I completely i completely miss this but then again i don't read a lot of the same <coughs> news sites as you <laughs> Must get, oh. must get this cough sorted out. No, I think I think the main the main the main thing with Singapore is the, they want the paying grandstands in there, and I don't think the Formula One teams are actually keen on having more people round the circuit. I mean, obviously, yes, there are going to be people there watching it because it's got you know it's going past where they to live. To be fair, though, if you're if you're going to a country which is let, let let's just say that by when it comes to Grand Prix time, that country has it in order. The country isn't the problem, then. It's It's whether or not the country would want to let you in, having just got their shit sorted. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so if if a country's if a country's welcoming (coughs) a Formula One to come for a race on, and they want fans in uh, in attendance, then you know, realistically, it's Formula One that's the threat, not the country. 
Mm. But I think the other thing they wanted was to have it as an absolutely completely normal weekend with the big track walk and the pit access on the Thursday, which they've always done, which is causing problem, which is going to, which is causing problems with a sort of hermetically sealed bubble that Formula One wants to put all the teams in yeah, for yeah. when they move on to the next race. And it's whether wherever the race after Singapore is, will they let will they let the teams in after that after they've had public access, regardless of whether the country's safe or not. Mm. You know, it's it's still the risk. It's not the risk to Singapore. It's the risk to I don't know. It could be Japan. I mean, realistically, we've through we've over three months away, Joe. So I, I things seem to be moving along so quickly. You know, much more quickly than we thought there would there would be. I, I I've said all along. I um I wouldn't be surprised to see fans at a race by the end of the year. Oh, I think, no, I, they have said that. Formula One have said that they want um, fans in um, back at races before the end of this year. Yeah. I could see somewhere like Bahrain being ready. And they don't yeah. tend to fill the stands anyway there, so even if even if there are still cases in Bahrain, you can be well separated. I think they, they had it quite early as well, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, this, this sure. is where it is, isn't it? It's, it's, where, it's where you've got it on the chain so uh, so to speak which is which is going to be the issue because it it seems to be lasting the same sort of time in each country before it starts to die away yeah i'm sure they had it when they have cycling in uh the middle east which is usually sort of january february time yes it was because there was two members of the was it the it was either the mclaren team or the ineos team that actually tested positive for it and they uh they pulled the tour of Bahrain two day, two days in, and cycling packed up, went home, and cancelled all events straight after that. If they had the World um, Championship cycling event, is it in Qatar? Do you know what? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's in Qatar where where they have like a world a world championship cycling event. But the um. The, yeah, the Middle East was, was kind of obviously as it spread out from China, it spread to to you know the Southeast Asia and then sort of Middle East. Europe have kind of got it, and most places in Europe appear to be kind of over the peak of you know the 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 main part now. But it's it's the other side of the Atlantic. You know, I don't, I really don't know what how how Canada's doing, but um, I know there's there's been an awful lot of deaths in the U.S. and and and. Brazil particularly is 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 really bad at the moment, so you know races late on in the season in U.S., Mexico, and Brazil, you know may may not be feasible. Uh, we'll have to see how it pans out. But the um, the whole eight races over three continents thing, uh, Europe and Asia are the only places that we're looking at putting races at the moment. But Ross Brown has now said so that, that we're um, going to be. Sorry, sorry. Ross Brown's now said that um, if they run eight races in Europe and that's it, and they can't go anywhere else, it still counts as a world championship under extenuating circumstances. Okay, in which case uh, that would be um, what we were talking about last week, where uh, Jeff Sharp was saying about the asterisk next to it. There would be an asterisk next to that particular world championship. Actually, just looking up Bahrain, they seem to be having a second wave at the moment. Ah. Uh. Is not helpful for anyone. At the moment, all we know for definite is we've got F1 in Europe without fans between July and 
early to mid-September. Should we shunt? I was going to yeah. say, and, and, yeah. anything after that's a bonus, and I think it's time for a shunt. I need to get it. Keep <laughs> <laughs> talking about coronavirus. Every, t- every time, every time. In the meantime, in the meantime, I will fill about um, our iRacing campaign, which is still uh, which is still going on strong. We usually race on a Sunday, um, eight o'clock UK time, three o'clock Eastern. Um, it's been a great laugh so far. Yeah, we've had some. We've had uh, five great races. We've even got a championship going now. So, uh, Ricky Worrell has very kindly put a spreadsheet together with um, with the points on. So I'll put those up on the website. It was a spreadsheet. Ricky Worrell, a pseudonym for Paul, because we know you love say, what we you let, know you love spreadsheets so yeah, much. It let was someone yeah. else do the spreadsheet. I, I let someone else do a do a three legs ball wheel spreadsheet. I didn't do this one. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, we're racing again this coming Sunday. And it's going to be the skip barber cars at the uh, Nürburgring Nordschleife. It need, we need to start making this some sort of championship now. We need points. We have done. That's what we were just talking have about we? with the spreadsheet. Yeah. Ricky sent Sorry, a spreadsheet. <laughs> Ricky sent a spreadsheet through with all the points on from the five races. So that's going to be going up on the website. We now actually have a proper championship. Wow. This is exciting. You, know, you, you should have a championship with like points or something. <laughs> <laughs> if only somebody could do a spreadsheet. For eye racing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. If you guys had a championship going, <laughs> so, I have a total shunt for you. I was, was, was going to say just to wrap that up. If you want to take part and you're on eye racing, uh, drop us a line, get in touch on Discord, let us know, and uh, you can join in with our uh, our Sunday races. Which, yes. just to reassure people, will be carrying on after Formula One comes back. This isn't just a lockdown thing. I think we're invested in this for the, for the long term. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's really good fun. Now let's shunt. Right. This one was sent in to us by Chris Betger. He s- did. He sent a pronounced. He I, said, I pronounced his name right. He sent a pronunciation <laughs> guide, <laughs> didn't he? He did last time he put a torch on it, yeah. He <laughs> knows what he's doing. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what I did just then, is I went back in time to find that message that he sent. That's what we were waiting for. I was born. Yay. Yes. The same year as Paul. 1923. <laughs> right. So a lot of car manufacturers were sort of coming coming together around about then, weren't they? How old Murray Walker? Um, He's 90, isn't he? Yeah, that would be a, a good age um, for, for Murray, but around about, the, around about the right age for Murray. The uh, the second uh, clue should have the word cars in it, but I'm going to skip that word because I think it'll sound funnier if I don't include it. <laughs> I, I cut my teeth racing willies in high school. Yes, lovely. <laughs> uh, during World War Two, I was a flight instructor and a test pilot. Okay, so we were looking at an individual then, rather than uh, you know an organisation or a you know a manufacturer. Yeah, I'm just tr- just trying to th- just trying to think of the um, the, the willies. I'm not up on the willy. No, me neither. <laughs> oh, I stand by my decision. Um, I think we're, I think we're looking for somebody either American or Australian. Okay. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, um, 
would Jack Brabham be about the right age? Is he? He's not that old, is he? Uh, not sure. Because your F1 driver did tend to be a little bit older back in the day, didn't it? As a general yeah, he was. He was around in the early 60s, wasn't yeah. he, Jack Brabham? So, you know, he would have been in his uh, late 30s, early 40s at that point. Which was which was probably about, about, it, right, if, yeah. if it, about the right age for then. Maybe, if you know, if we're looking at somebody born in 23, um, the early part of... Uh, yeah, possibly then. It is a possibility. Should we go with Jack Brabham as a first guess? I think Why that's, not? That's a good shout. That's, that, is a, that is a good shout. And uh, no, Jan, I wasn't born in the 1800s. <laughs> my amateur racing career beg- began in 1952 where i won four races and declined all prize money clearly had a penny or two yeah so let's <laughs> declined all prize money what the hell late starter then then again i suppose if um if you're busy in the war doing <laughs> test pilot <you> shit. <laughs> yeah so some some kind of gentleman driver. Yeah, looking less like kind of Jack Brabham. Um, no, too too young to be someone like Louis Chiron. Possibly. Mm. Louis Chiron was racing in the thirties, wasn't he? So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Actually. Yeah. Number five. Well, uh, okay. Uh, teaming with Austin Healy in 1954, I set 17 speed records. Okay, so that changes things about me thinking that they're not British, because Austin Healy was very British. very British, both the car and the rugby player that was named after the car. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I went to uh, I went to preschool with a child whose name genuinely was Harley Davidson. Wow. Oh, no. oh. Boy or girl? Hey. Oh. No. It was a boy. It was yeah, a male, sorry. male yeah. Harley. Sorry. His parents were pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Clue number six. I won 40 races driving for Ferrari in... Well, sorry, I, should, I put four in there. I take it for uh, Ferrari. It's a, sorry, it says driving Ferraris in 1955 and 1956, I don't know if the wording makes any difference. Well, it 40 m- races. Yeah, yep. but, yeah, but don't forget, back in those days, as um, we bring up every time we talk about Jim Clark, um, you used to do one, maybe two races every week for a year. Yeah, in different formulas as yeah. well. Yeah, Dri- driving for Ferrari would imply you are a member of a team. Driving Ferraris just means you have a Ferrari and go thrashing it about somewhere. Yeah. You know, you get drivers... I'd like a guess. You oh, get, shit. You get drivers taking part in the Millie Miglia and uh, pausing halfway through to enter a race and then, is, go, then going back and doing the second half This is definitely day. some rich boy, isn't it? Because he's just wanking about in Ferraris and not taking prize money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it would appear to be you know Ferrari wouldn't let anyone drive because Enzo Ferrari was still alive then obviously he wouldn't have let somebody drive his cars who was not good enough to drive his cars well if he's won 40 in two years he's doing alright yeah but he's definitely a rich boy mm. but, 
I do not need this prize money. I drive the red Italian cars. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but I've just got a feeling it's going to be somebody fictional. How about Mike Hawthorne? He was in his late 30s when he died, wasn't he? So he would be... Right, okay, so... He was 58 world champion, I think. Yes, and he and the died. the first British world champion. Yeah, and I think he died the following year. Right, so yeah, that, that would be roughly the right age then. Yeah, and so 54, 55, he was doing um, Le Mans type stuff. So would okay, have been potentially so, in a Ferrari. Uh, yeah, so Mike Hawthorne might be a decent chap. Britain's first ever yeah. Formula One champion. Go for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a bad shout. In 1958 and 1959, I entered eight Formula One Grand Prix for three different teams. That does not I would sound like that's not at the same time. Yeah, that does not sound like world champion behaviour. It doesn't. In 1958, sorry, in the 1958 Italian Grand Prix, I placed fourth with the best uh, the best finish of my F1 career and received zero championship points. Hang on. This uh, is... The 19 when, sorry? In 1958 the ni- Italian... In, in, in the 1958 Italian Grand Prix, I placed fourth, the best finish of my F1 career, and, I re- and received zero championship points. So it must have been a non-championship event then, because fourth was still worth points even way back then. Unless you were sharing the car with somebody else who did enough to qualify for the points and you didn't. Because that was a thing back yeah. then. Yeah, like it only did like 9% of the race or something, and then somebody else did 91% of it. Yeah. <coughs> uh, clue number nine. As team as a team owner, my F one team scored seventeen championship points between nineteen sixty six and nineteen sixty eight, including winning the nineteen sixty seven Belgian Grand Prix. See, I'm going back to Brabham again. But he must have finished higher than fourth at some point. Sure, Jack to Brabham, world won the champion. Race. You, yeah. would, you would think that's that's going to have to be some solid fifth places. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of points. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean I get more points for fifth than I do for winning? We're going back to Grand Prix Manager where you could rig the points system. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> Clue number 10. Yeah. Is there a spaffer uh, as well? Yes, there is. Good. I, uh, I have won Le Mans, uh, Mans as a driver and a designer. A designer. Whoa! Sorry, I, I don't know if that means someone's won. I don't know if that means they won it in their own car or they won it and they designed a winning car. I don't know. Oh, hang on! We've literally just watched I, I was this film. Say, it's is Carol, this Carol Shelby. Shelby. <laughs> yeah. And Carol Shelby was did work with aeroplanes before yeah. he designed cars. Yeah. Shall we have the spaffer anyway, seeing as, um, seeing as he's taking the time to write it? Between 1965 and 1969, 
13,767 sports uh, sports cars were manufactured bearing my name. Yeah, Shelby Cobra. Yeah. Um, the extra spaffer retort, have you been played recently in a film by Matt Damon? I have no idea, but you're right. <laughs> I am Carol Shelby. Hey. Carol is yeah, not that, a boy's name. That was a good one. That was really good. Thank, thank you, uh, thank you, Chris, for sending that one in. Yeah, it was really, really good. I enjoyed that one because it threw us one way, it threw us the other. We didn't know, you know, one way or the other which. But that, interesting that he only scored fourth, but didn't score any championship points. That was, was that a non-championship event? Do we know? Or unless he was some kind of guest driver. Right. What what year what year yeah, is Italian Grand Prix? Fifty eight, was it? Fifty eight. Let's have a look. Uh, Talk 58. amongst yourselves Italian while the Wikipedia searching is happening. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good really job you actually do this in your day job, isn't it, Sean? <laughs> you know, mid, mid, <laughs> mid-broadcast. Just, oh, hang on, I don't know if that's true. Let me just Google it. Uh, right, no points were scored because it was a shared drive. He was sharing the car with Maston Gregory. So he would have scored points otherwise. If it had okay, so so by the looks Master of things, Gregory scored the points. No, nobody scored the points because it was a shared drive. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you weren't allowed to score points if you shared the drive. Yeah. So first, second, third, and fifth all scored points. That seems very defeatist. <laughs> and fourth, <laughs> and fourth didn't because it had two drivers, and you didn't get points for finishing sixth in those days, which was actually Graham Hill. <laughs> Graham Hill. Oh, okay. In his, um, we're probably going to lose Lee again, in his Lotus Climax. <laughs> nah, two on the nose. Um, but obviously the car that finished fifth was a Cooper Climax, which did finish you off before. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. We named, yeah. I'm just looking at this race, we named like half the field during that one. You've got uh, Mick Hawthorne. Jack Brabham. Jack Brabham. Did we say Graham Hill at one point? I feel like we did. He's not in there anyway. So we, we, no, we mentioned it just, just then. When it, yeah. Oh, oh hang on. Hang on. I'm, looking, yes, I'm looking at the full race. Carol Shelby was fourth and unclassified after he crashed out on the first lap. What? That's the Kimi Raikkonen 2017 Baku approach, is it not? Yeah. He uh, crashed out with a handling problem on lap one, and then it would appear that he hoofed his teammate out of the car. And did um, did another, how many laps was it? 68 laps. Okay. <laughs> I finished full, but got no points for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a day well spent, wasn't it? Yeah, he's, he's actually listed twice in the, uh, in the finishing order. That was, yeah, interestingly done in those days. How do you go about sending in a total shunt? Tweet me at a total shunt on Twitter, or you can send me one on Instagram as well at the same name. And if you want to get in touch with the rest of us, you can get us at Three Legs Four Wheels on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're on Discord, have a look for the Three Legs Four Wheels server. Um, decent, decent community there. If you're a Patreon at uh, Patreon.com/slash Three Legs Four Wheels, you get to listen to these live every week, and you get the show a little earlier on a Monday night and you can get us all individually at at Sean Cowper at Flood 21 and at Pablo 100 uh, we will be back next week with more news we're definitely getting closer to the season and we're only only a couple of weeks couple of weeks away from actually doing a season preview and uh, might be time to start looking at getting some guests again soon 
Yeah, so thanks everyone for holding on, holding on with us, and holding out with us, whilst we were uh, whilst we wait for this uh, Formula One season to finally get underway. It looks like, uh, yeah, we can al- we can almost taste it with our noses. <laughs> <laughs> I am licking it with my eye as I speak. <laughs> gen- genuinely, I don't think I've ever been more excited for a Formula One season to start than I am to get this racing underway. Even 2009? Well, I didn't know that was going to happen. I thought it was going to be awful. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we're off. We will see you next week. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand for the national anthem of Rosbergia. (laughs) 